All right. Vinny, how do we want to kick this off? Oh, that's a really difficult question I just asked, actually. I was thinking that. Yeah, I was thinking there was a lot of things last night I was asking myself, and I could not answer. I could not answer these questions. So I figured yeah. I'd pose them to you, pose them to the audience, see if we could come up with some answers of our own. Today, what we're going to do, there's a lot of questions out there that for years people have been searching for the answer for, and we're going to ask them to each other. And we're going to give our answers. So let the record show, as is always the case on this podcast, we have no idea. I know what I'm going to ask, but I have no idea what Vinny's about to ask. So we're going to really test ourselves and see if we can answer the world's most difficult questions. Yeah. So that said, Vinny, what's, uh, what do you, you want to start me off with? Brian, I'm sure you've seen these before because they exist in most multiple story houses and multiple story buildings. But okay. staircases, right? Do those staircases yeah. go up or down? Are they designed for which direction? Do they go up or down? That's a good question. Um, so I don't know if you know this, Vinny, but staircases, have you heard of escalators? I have. Yes, I have. It's like an yeah. upgraded staircase. First off, yeah, shout out to escalators because they can't break. Um, they can just <laughs> become a staircase, which is kind of awesome. But I think staircases are actually a descendant of escalators. So realistically... I don't know why that helps my answer here because escalators go both up and down, but this is me searching for an answer as I'm talking. So I feel like the boring answer is both, but if it has to be one or the other, I would say it is more often that I'm going upstairs than downstairs. It's probably like a nice 51% to 49%. So for that reason, I'm going to have to go with up and I'm going to pretend that that logic made sense. And then you take the elevator down, right? You don't take the escalator down. You don't take Actually, that down. is a phenomenal point. Yeah. I kind of forgot about elevators. It's just but another you... method of going up and down. Yeah. I look at stairs as in the direction they're built. If they're built from the bottom up, they're going up. Those are stairs designed to go up. But if you start from the top and then build them down, which is probably really hard to do, those stairs go down. Those stairs are definitely downstairs. It's actually a great point. We need to find a stair architect and ask which stair is built first. Is it the top stair or is the bottom stair? Because that's wow. true. That that probably is the answer there. Brian, it makes me wonder when this happened. That's another great question if you ask me. When, Brian, when? When? Is what I'm asking you. When? I mean, I guess I would have to go with 1763. And the reason right I say 1763, I'm sure you're familiar with the, the proclamation of 1763. Oh, All right. Yeah. Uh, everyone is familiar with the proclamation of 1763. But just in case any of our, our viewers somehow aren't aware of what it is, basically it prohibited Anglo-American colonists from settling on lands acquired from the French following the French and Indian War. And thank God for this. This is probably the most groundbreaking Actually, let me first point out, I don't know what that means. I don't know what an Anglo-American colonist is. But when I hear that, the first thing I think of is they better not be hogging all that land that we acquired from the French following the French and Indian War. Yeah. So realistically, I feel like this proclamation, it was the turning point in our universe, I would say. Like not even just planet Earth, <laughs> any whatever else is out there, this was the turning point. This was like you know, 1763 goes down in history. So I feel like that probably is that the answer. Yeah, that's, that's one. I, I would have to say the Anglo-Saxons, I think, you know, a historian could definitely challenge me on this, but I think there were the English people, the Anglo-Saxon English people trying sure. to take over land over across everywhere. I believe they made a they made a rom-com about this recently, Brian. They made a 1763 rom-com movie about how they were trying to win over the colonists. They were trying to win them over and fall in love. And actually a colonist fell in love with someone they were trying to take over and that's how it ended. That's how the whole really? yeah ended happily. 
No one died. There was a dog in there. Great movie. 1763. Look it up. So it was a love story the whole time. So the, the yep. proclamation of 1763 was actually just out of love. Yeah. That's actually awesome. And that's when. That is exactly when. That's one. Yeah. And Vinny, speaking of that, I'm going to follow that up with a question that Einstein, he derived many equations trying to solve this, but just couldn't come to a firm conclusion. Uh, and that's going to be why. Okay. This is a tough question. Now, I understand why scientists have been so baffled by this. It is tied for the shortest lettered question in the most five SW questions. It's tied at three. So it's I would true. say it's tied for the shortest, um, but it has that. the most complex answer. So I'm going to simplify this into a two-word answer. And the simple answer, Ryan, is why not? Why not is the answer oh, to why. You, you know, that's add a... a negative, and that is the answer. The answer is a question. It's a double entendre, too. It's a, a, answering it in a question. It's an Uno reverse card right there. So now I need a... Shit, I guess I need to answer why not. I'll give you my favorite alternate answer if you're going to go that. I play devil advocate a lot, but <laughs> if you're going to actually answer the question, you just say because 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 that's it yeah because because no no further explanation required that sums it up all right well since you just threw why not back at me great move by the way i did not see that coming you just shattered my ankles with that yeah. so well played well played but why not i guess it really comes down to nuclear physics and i mean compared to the average human i would say i have the same if not a lower understanding of nuclear physics because my understanding of nuclear physics is just about zero, nothing. But I think of a nuclear explosion and then the physics behind that. So fire is caused by gas and a spark, I think, or something like that. So, all right, where was I going with this? Going back to this question of why, why not? not? <laughs> Realistically, I just feel like when you light a match and you put it under gas, and it erupts in fire. Is it cool? Yes, because in our last pod or one of our last podcasts, we talked about how walking away from an explosion yeah, is yeah. super cool. So I'm still looking for some sort of answer to the question, why not? So I guess like, you know, you really can't argue with physics. Like they call them laws for a reason, the laws of physics. And therefore that is why not. Yeah, uh, yeah we wow, could try to great solve answer. for why too. We could always try to put set y equal to like mx plus b or something like that. What is that? The slope equation? It's the slope intercept formula. That's it what is it slope is. slope intercept formula. Y equals mx plus b. So we could solve why. Maybe why the question over time has just been slope intercept form. That's yeah. all it's so been. it's just the answer to y is just wherever the slopes intercept. Damn. So interesting. Wow, we really broke that down. That I'm is, so happy we answered that question. That's genius. You know, when you think about it that way too, how was Einstein not able to solve that? Like everyone knows that y equals mx plus b. How the hell could he not answer with all that he did and all the equations he drew up? How was he not able to nail that one down? That's would embarrassing. Would also time. equal 25 as the 25th letter? Or is that just Well, you know what, Vinny? That that actually leads me into another question. Speaking of why, why being the 25th letter, why did we decide that 26 was the correct amount of letters? Why did we decide that? So is the did we decide that portion equal MX plus B? Um <laughs> Yeah, I don't know. We're gonna have to plug this into a calculator, man. Maybe Wolfram Alpha can help us out. Dude, Wolfram Alpha always comes in clutch. Let's ask Chat GPT. <laughs> this is a this is an underrated question, man. It does not belong in the five W family, but I would say it's just as equally important. And it's not exactly uh, a how come, Brian. I'm asking you how. 
How? Jeez. Oh, All right. It's not a so, how come. Yes. I'm not asking how come, Brian. I'm just asking how. Oh, just how? Yeah. That completely changes the answer that I was just about to try to think of. So I guess how. Vinny, let me answer this through painting a picture for you of an example. So let's say you have a cloud. And we're going to say that this is a cumulonimbus cloud, just to be nice and specific. And it's drifting across the sky. And you think to yourself, why is that happening? Am I bugging out? Is the world moving? And the answer really is, I think, something along the lines of the fact that the world is moving. So, I mean, I feel like whenever anyone asks that the question how, 98% of the time they are referring to, like, how is just short for how does a cumulonimbus cloud drift across the sky? So I guess the answer is that the world is moving. That's how. Every question has a scientific explanation to why really it is that question. Yeah, It really it just does. just makes me think what at the end of the day. Oh, God. All right. Is that the last of the five W's? Because these questions are hard. So, all right. To answer this question of what, I guess it would be the Golden Arches, the McDonald's logo. And I really just say that because I think maybe it's possible that McDonald's is the most popular chain out there. And therefore, one of the most common objects you'll see would be the McDonald's logo, the Golden Arches. So we're just going to go with that. You could also turn it into a joke and just be like, hey, it smells like updog in here. And just get someone to fall for it. What's up, dog? And just get them to ask, what is it? And then pull a Michael Scott and be like, oh, got him. And then just be like, oh, shit. Good. How are you doing? (laughs) And not quite close it out. So, Vinny, this is a real head scratcher I'm about to throw at you. In the word scent, S-C-E-N-T, is the S silent or is the C silent? Because it's important to note that if you dropped one of them, C-E-N-T is still a word, and S-E-N-T is still a word. So in S-C-E-N-T, is the S or the C silent? I really think this is a trick question. I think maybe Baltimore was silent, and we're just saying S anyway. It just sounds nice. Because oh. Why do we have three words that sound the same and are all defined differently in nowhere near similarity context of each other? Scent means or going from one place to another. It also means one hundredth of a dollar, but it also means an aroma. That you could smell. So it's true. I think at the end of the day, if you're sending a letter of one scent that smells good, it could be all three. It could be mm. all of them. So okay. maybe, you know, it's up to the letters at the end of the day. Maybe they play rock, paper, scissors, and they're like, all right, who's gonna be the silent letter today? S or C. C comes before S. You gotta argue in the alphabet. Mm-hmm. I don't know who arranged the alphabet, but C and the one that I know comes first. So yeah, I would like to oh, think really? that it has the right. I think yeah. Are we using a different alphabet? Because in my alphabet, S comes before C. If S comes first in yours, then I think S yeah. would have the right to pick of being silent. But in my case scenario, the C really picks uh, depending on the month or how it's feeling. If it wants to be silent that day or not, it's day by day. That's fair. Yeah, I, I can agree with that. I was gonna say S just because it comes before C. So therefore, I feel like because it's more of a veteran in the alphabet, it was there longer than C, that it should get priority over deciding whether or not it's silent. And, you know, like some days S is ready to go. And it's like, I got this. The C can be silent. But there are going to be days where even your star player needs a rest. So there are definitely going to be days where it's like where S is just like, I need a break. C, you take this today. I got faith in you. You got this covered. Go yeah. get him, kiddo. S is a star player when you think about it, too. S Please. really performs and pluralizes literally everything. I don't think yeah. there's anything that it doesn't pluralize. What's that? What's another one? Some of these are head scratches, man. 
if you just have if you take a bunch of cats and you pile them on top of each other is it okay. still called a dog pile uh well did the cats hold on do you pile the cats on top of each other or did the cats all jump into a pile on top of each other the latter the second one. the latter yeah okay man yeah <laughs> i mean i feel like in this sense you would actually call it a fox pile because a fox is mostly dog and it is still mostly a dog pile but i'm pretty sure i could be wrong but i'm pretty sure a fox is also part cat and therefore when you combine the two it comes out to a fox pile so that's actually the answer to that <laughs> the fox pile that's very interesting i've never <laughs> i never heard of that either until i just said it so must be true now you got me thinking about the history of foxes and how it probably was a wolf and a mountain lion that interbred because what other animals before dogs and cats would have made that species uh any other dog or cat i don't think it was domestic dogs and cats that could have done that i think it would have had no. to be a wild wolf could be like a could be like a coyote and oh, a man. leopard who knows any of the above yeah. All right, so Vinny, one more for you. On a scale of 1 to 10, what would you say is your favorite color letter? Favorite colored letter? On a scale of 1 to 10. I'd have to say 7. Okay, but so it didn't answer the color or letter part, though. No, but you just said on a scale from 1 to 10. On a scale of 1 to 10, what is your favorite color letter? All right, I guess I guess 7 does kind of make sense in that in that situation. Red 7 is also a good number. I like, the, I like red 7. It's a bingo number. It True. probably is a roulette number. Definitely at least two cards in a deck there's two red cards that are sevens mm -hmm. there's a lot of red sevens that show up in the world so i'd give red a seven okay i think for me i would have to go with probably a light blue g6 and the reason i say that is because i think of the song fly like a g6 yeah and i would like to be fly and therefore i'm gonna have to go with g6 to handle the scale of one to ten in the letter aspect of that and if i'm fly i'm in the sky and the sky is light blue so i'm gonna have to go ahead and go with the the sky blue. You know, we'll say sky blue instead of light blue. The sky blue G6 is going to be my answer to that. So, Brian, when you have thoughts that you forget about, mm -hmm. what ha where do they go? Oh, all right. I guess my first thought, and maybe I'll end up forgetting about this thought, who knows? But my first thought would have to be Area 51 because we don't know what's there. And there has to be a reason that the government is hiding it. And I think there are probably some genius ideas that people have had that the government has just zapped out of their mind and caused them to forget it and just sent them all to Area 51. And it's like, if we went to Area 51 and looked at all these ideas that we have forgotten, we would just become way too strong for our own good. And the government doesn't want that. Yeah. So that's where they go. They go to Area 51. That answered two questions, because that answer is where do <laughs> thoughts go when you forget them and what's in Area 51? Yep. I was thinking, man, the government is limiting us on overpowering them. They know that if we think for too long and we have too many thoughts, we're going to eventually have some that are like, all right, we can take over what they're doing. And they don't want that. They have to take the thoughts we forget and lock them up. They just throw them away. Yep. I like to think that they're in a prison somewhere, hoping that one day they'll be released and back to the person that originated their thought or what they are. The reason that the prisons are so overpopulated is just because there's so many thoughts going on there. <laughs> those thoughts tend to act up too. So I know they need a lot of guards to actually keep those thoughts at bay because some of those thoughts, they can be aggressive, man. They can be nasty. Sometimes they're just not things that should be released to the public, hence why they were thoughts in the first place and hence why they are locked away for good reason you have any other questions you want to throw at me any other interesting uh thoughts yeah actually i mean Vinny, that's actually probably the most difficult question you asked or probably the easiest question you've asked today and the answer is going to be yes to that question i do have another question but along those lines Vinny, is the answer to this question no 
My answer is going to be maybe because it depends on how I'm feeling again. It, de- it really depends on how I'm. So much like the S&C and scent, they decide what they want. Mm-hmm. This depends on how I'm feeling because okay. there's no way to get your answer to be yes. There's no double negative. If I say it's not no, my answer is not no, then what is the real answer to the question? Is it yes? But then my answer is no. So we're back into where we started. Actually, no, wait, that's kind of genius. If you say your answer is not no, then you're correct. Your answer isn't no. Answer the question. Is your answer to this question? Because you can't say no, because then your answer is no. But you can't say yes, because then your answer, you're lying. Your answer wasn't no. So if you say my answer is not no, I think you might have just cracked it. Because then you're right. Your answer wasn't no. And... Yeah, that damn. Well done. Throwing a negative in there. Got you, man. I got the public. <laughs> that was that was good. That was good. On the spot, off the dome. Didn't even think mm-hmm. about that. Just threw the answer out, Brian. Very well done. Did you have another one you wanted to toss out there? Yeah, man. So like, there are a, a lot of rated R movies that are for eighteen and up. So mm-hmm. these movies have kids in them sometimes. So are the kids that are in these movies allowed to then watch their own movies, or are they like, no, you can't. It's not rated high enough. Are they allowed to? Yeah, I mean, that's that's a good question. I guess, realistically, there are some kids out there who do watch rated R movies because maybe their parents rent them and these kids are sneaky and they steal them and they watch it. Or maybe they pirate it off a website or something. So I think even if the child is in the film, if they walked into a movie theater, the person would be like, can I see your ID? They would say this person is not 18 years old and they would say, I could not care less if you're in this movie. I am not letting you in. You are legally not allowed to see this movie. You are not 18. But if that child goes home and pirates the movie slash gets their parents to watch it with them, now that I'm saying this, I'm just remembering that if you go to a movie theater and you have a parent with you, I think you're allowed into a rated R movie. So that kind of just contradicts my whole answer. But I guess the answer is, yeah, you just need a parent with you. All right, that's it. at the end of the day, (laughs) yeah. All right, I'll, I'll throw another one your way. If you punch yourself and it hurts... Are you weak or are you strong? I would, damn. And I'm gonna, I'm gonna spice this up. You're not allowed to say both. Yeah, yeah. You gotta one or the other, and you gotta stick by it and support it. Can't be weak and strong. I feel like they're both relative terms to what you think weak and strong are, because my weak and strong are gonna be different than your weak and strong. I'm gonna say weak. I'm weak to my own punch. But Mm -hmm. at the end of the day, aren't we? Isn't there something in our brain that stops us from hurting ourselves? Like realistically we could bite our fingers off with the amount of power our jaws produce but i think our brain stopped us because it's like hey don't do that that'll hurt a lot so yes. i don't know if i would be able to punch myself as hard as i could anyway true but let's say doesn't doesn't matter how hard you punch yourself you did it and it hurt so you're weak say, yeah i'd say i'm weak i would say at the end of the day i'm weak to my own punch i would not be strong in that sense okay i think personally i would actually take the opposite i would say i'm just so freaking strong that you know, I could have punched the rock and it would have hurt him. So obviously it's going to hurt me. So I think it makes me extra strong if I can punch myself hard enough to the point that it really hurts. So I'm going to go Wait, with that one. You're not going to hurt yourself to the point of you can't. I don't think you can knock yourself out with your own punch, can you? I mean, I think you could because um, when you're like biting a finger off, it's that the relative pain. If you just chomp down as hard as you could, like you, I th- you bite it off. But it's the relative pain that's building up as you're biting down that your body stops. So if you just unleashed one full-blown punch to your head, do it, yeah. like it's a, uh, it happens in a snap. So I think you probably could not, I haven't tried it. And to be honest, I don't really <laughs> plan to, but I think you yeah. probably could, could knock yourself out. Make a good point. I don't think I'm going to be testing that one out anytime soon. <laughs> I'm going to throw one more question at you then. But Brian, 
How do jellyfish stand up for themselves when they just don't have a backbone? <laughs> How do they stand up for themselves when they don't have a backbone? Man, I guess that's good. This is probably why jellyfish live in the water. I think yeah. when God was creating jellyfish, he thought these jellyfish do not have thick skin. It is going to be very easy to make fun of them and make them upset. And they need to be able to stand up for themselves. It's the only way that they're going to survive as a species. So we can't put them on land due to their lack of a backbone. Let's put them in water so they just float. And you know what? While we're at it, let's fuck around and not even give them a brain. Let's just do that because, you know, who can who can be hurt by words if you don't even have a brain? Jellyfish don't have brains, right? Is that right? Or do they have like a hundred brains? I really don't know how they live or how they're alive creatures. So yeah. Yeah. I would like to think that there is probably some kind of puppet tier like holding the jellyfish from, from the top of the sky, <laughs> carrying them around. Some kind of pilot in a plane just driving all these jellyfish with a bunch of strings. Um, you that's think, how I think they're alive. So do you think when you die, if you go up to heaven, you get like assigned a duty and there are some people who get assigned to jellyfish duty and they just have to control the, the puppet strings on all the jellyfish? If they don't have a brain and they really do nothing but harm you, they don't really eat or anything. I don't really know how they reproduce. I don't even, I think they just live forever. Who knows? And shout out to one of the other podcasts where the immortal jellyfish, I'm going to bring him yeah. back where he just lives forever. Every time he gets hurt where he thinks he dies, goes back to original state. So I yeah. really don't know how jellyfish, jellyfish are kind of like uh, aliens on this own planet. Like they are, they don't belong here. Yeah, I don't want to be racist against jellyfish here. I'm not like uh, against jellyfish in any shape, way, or form. I kind of love them, but they've done nothing but cause harm and not exist without a brain or heart. And I just don't know how it was ever like created. And they don't have a backbone. They're not even funny. They don't make me laugh. Yeah, I mean, I am not on team pro jellyfish. I don't like jellyfish at all, so I have no problem bashing them. I think it, it actually could be true that we're sitting here saying, why have we never seen aliens? But we haven't batted an eye at jellyfish and questioned how they are alive and functioning with no brain. So, boom, jellyfish are aliens. We just solved it. All right, Vinny, I'll, I'll toss one more your way. So, if you disagree with somebody disagreeing with you, does that make you a hypocrite? So, wait, I say something, they say something to me, I disagree with them, and they disagree with my disagreement? Let me paint a picture here. Okay. So, okay. let's say you and I are out at a bar. Yes, boy. And we're talking to some person and get into an argument. Okay. And... Vinny, I'm not going to put words in your mouth. I'm not going to act like this is a true belief that you have. But I let's say, it. you know what? So let's say you said that jellyfish do have a backbone. And then I said to you, yes. Vinny, no, they don't. I'm sorry, but I'm dis I disagree. And you said to me, like, come on, man, why can't you have my back? Also, I, wanna, I would like to point out the wordplay there. Uh -huh. But so you disagree with the fact that I just disagreed with you. But it's just the fact that I'm disagreeing with you that you're disagreeing with. So does that make you a hypocrite? Like a hypocrite also is someone that believes something that they did not say, right? They really- A hypocrite is like, let's say I were like, Vinny, stop making a mess and put your dishes in the dishwasher. But then I constantly left all my dishes just all over the place and didn't put my own dishes in the dishwasher. I don't think it would make me a hypocrite. At the end of the I think it would, let me say that in English. I don't think <laughs> it would make me a hypocrite at the end of the day. I think it would just make me a really good debater. I think I would just have to love debating so much and disagreeing and playing devil's advocate so much that I would okay. just mute your entire argument and then be like, no, I'm disagreeing with you just to disagree with you. Like that would what I would have to come to there uh, because I don't think it's possible to just disagree with someone's point 
just to disagree with their point. Like I would have to really believe that the point that you made, like the support and evidence behind it, like it's not something I believe. Like there has to be more than just no. I just I'm disagreeing with you. But they they do have backbones at the end of the day. I feel like they, that that the jellyfish could grow some backbones at the end of the day. They could do it. They just I will save that for ourselves. Our, we'll save that for our debate podcast. Yeah. We're going to talk about those another day. Jellyfish, one day we'll go to rehab meetings and get some confidence to Good. stand up for themselves. Vinny, last question of the day here. Uh, in order to join this Zoom call, I had to work very hard to convince my non-human computer that I am a human. So why do humans need to convince non-humans that we're humans? It's funny that you bring this up because it makes me think of a John Mulaney skit that I think everybody needs to see. And John Mulaney did a beautiful skit of how computers bring up questions and surveys such as, which one is a basketball? And then they'll show you nine pictures of sports items. And one of them will look like a basketball, kind of. Like it won't even really look like a basketball, just look like a fuzzy orange thing. So you'll click it and hit verify. And you're proving to a computer that we're human it's all because a human made it and the hacking and all that i don't understand how this captcha system stops a computer from saying like i don't know which one's a bike versus all the cars there's nine pictures of cars with one bike and the computer won't be able to figure it out but my human brain can i don't understand either man i don't have an answer for you i just had to describe what i thought i forgot about that skit that skit is awesome yeah john's like like imitating the computer he's like ha i have designed a test that surely no robot could pass which of these squares has a crosswalk in it but yeah i mean i guess at the end of the day ai is getting smarter and smarter we mentioned chat gpt earlier that thing's gonna take over the world one day so i think in like us convincing robots that we're humans is just kind of preparing for the future for when the ai takes over and then we have to convince them like no, I'm a real human. I'm not a robot. So let let me live. So it's really just preparing us for the future. It's like in middle school, how they say middle school is preparing you for high school. And then high school is preparing you for college. And then college is preparing you for the real world. That's exactly what's going on here. Yep. Yeah, Vinny, I feel like that is every difficult question on the planet. I think we just covered all of them. Those questions are actually asked very often in interviews. So I would recommend that people study our answers because everything we just said is exactly what your employer is going to want to hear when you're applying for a job. Yeah. So once again, I think we helped out a lot of people. I think we cleared up a lot of confusion. And yeah, 